0: Maybe you really do enjoy your meat or your dairy or both, and that's totally fine. You know, we are, as hopefully we've uh, mentioned many times before, we want you to find something that works for you long-term. So if you're not ready to give those up, we feel that intermittent fasting is a great way to uh, heal your body. Hello, welcome back to Circe Health Pod. Today we are in a new location for us. We are in the Greek Isles. Um, particularly Paros, and hopefully you'll see our picture somewhere <laughs> along the way. Be on our website to prove that we're actually here. So no more backyard park podcasts, at least for now. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, we're uh,
1: before we move on. I just want to say something about Paros. Or so very so. You know, we were we have been very impressed with the kind of food and the kind of lifestyle people lead here in this small little island, uh, small little Greek island. And uh this so much
0: so that we've decided to do a separate podcast just on Greek island life.
1: Yes, because uh, we everyone's find happy
0: and healthy and yeah, well yes, into their yeah. late years and yeah, they yeah. seem very happy with life and healthy. So yeah, we'll talk yeah. more about that in the future. It's
1: one of the reasons why we wanna discuss this is because one of the islands in Greece called Ikaria is listed in the blue zones. Uh, if for those that do not know who what blue zones are, blue zones are the ones uh, there are five zones in the world where people uh, you know live up to a hundred years of or more. Uh, in fact, the average age in uh, the earlier older generation is eighty five and uh, and above. So you know that obviously they're doing something correctly. Uh, to live that long. So anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this one, which is about?
0: Well, just to remind you, before we tell you our hot topic for today, um, just to remember our our goal in these podcasts is to educate you and empower you so that you can prevent and or bid farewell to chronic health issues permanently. So today, uh, let's talk about one of my favorite topics, intermittent fasting.
1: So this time, I think we should do again what we did be, uh, earlier, things that we need to talk about, right? You know, some, uh, some, you know, the different types of fasting.
0: Are you saying we'll divide this episode up into two parts? Oh my
1: God, yes, you, you said it, yes.
0: <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea.
1: Okay, well, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll divide it up. Why don't you let me say something? All right, fine. Let's just start now. So Dr. Jenny, maybe you can explain to the audience what intermittent fasting is versus fasting versus upwas and
0: yeah so uh, medical intermittent fasting is different than uh, I guess you could call it religious fasting so um, when you're fasting in this in what we're referring to as IF or intermittent fasting you're not having anything that has any calories in it so um, basically we'll give you tips on um, what you can have during the fasting period. But basically, um, if you're super strict, it's just water. Only water and that's it. Um, Nothing that can raise your insulin level, which Ajoy will talk about why that's important briefly. So I know with some fasting, you can have, uh, basically you can have vegetarian things that don't have ginger, garlic, that sort of thing. This is not that type of fasting, this is pure fasting. So you're only having water and and some other items that we'll talk about later on.
1: What about uh, having Tea or coffee with milk, etc.
0: Well, you can have tea and coffee, not with milk, but we'll get more into the nitty gritty about yeah. that a little later.
1: Okay, okay. So um, we'll give you guys more details about it. But um,
0: oh, sorry, sorry, butting in. Uh, I guess if you're reading about intermittent fasting or IF, this would be referred to as "quote unquote" clean fasting. So that's what we're we, we are referring to today as clean fasting when you're doing intermittent fasting.
1: Yeah. You can Google intermittent fasting, but uh, here is this podcast should serve as a, a a general outline and a cheat sheet for you to refer back to. Um, I do want to mention here, um, we, uh, Dr. Jenny and I, constantly talk about plant-based diets and you know eating more plants, etc. So intermittent fasting really is very helpful for people who
0: people who maybe are not ready to take that step into becoming fully plant-based or even partially plant-based, maybe you really do enjoy your meat or your dairy or both. And that's totally fine. You know, we are, as hopefully we've uh, mentioned many times before, we want you to find something that works for you long-term. So if you're not ready to give those up, we feel that intermittent fasting is a great way to uh, heal your body, uh, lose weight, feel better, uh, sleep better, think better, um, just overall, you know move quickly or quickly or <laughs> <Move laughs> quicker on to a um, healthier lifestyle and better outlook on life and
1: also help hopefully pre- uh, prevent and uh, reverse and even prevent diseases. Yeah
0: there's many um, really? medical articles that discuss yeah. how intermittent fasting has healed people or at least uh, started people on their way to being healed or prevented you know, imminent diseases that they were unfortunately genetically prone to. So we're here to teach you how to do it slowly. Um, keeping in mind, as with everything we tell you, this is not something you can do overnight. Um, I practice intermittent fasting, maybe not fully on vacation, but uh, we'll talk about that a little mm-hmm. later. I've been doing it for three years now and it's really worked for me. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about how and why yeah. later.
1: And one other cautionary note, is always before you start a clean fasting like intermittent fasting please talk to your doctor about it because there are certain health conditions where it is not recommended that you that you do fasting
0: and certain medications also
1: and certain medications also where it's so yeah so jumping in let's just you know why should people do intermittent fasting right so uh, um let me just go over a couple of things uh, that happen when you when you fast so when you fast, when you're not giving your body any um, energy source, food is an energy source, right? So when you give your body some energy source, it uses it up. Once it's used up and there is no more energy source in your stomach or in your gut, the body starts looking at things that are already in the body, which is fat. So logically, it's going to go to the, the fat to digest. However, how does that happen? It happens because when you stop eating, your insulin level goes down. And the reason why the insulin level goes down, because insulin is a required hormone to uh, induce uh, e- glucose from the food to be absorbed by the cells. So insulin decreases when... And think of insulin and fat as opposites. I've, I say this many, many times in my our videos and in our podcasts. Insulin and fat, think of them as enemies of each other. So if your body has insulin in the bloodstream, your fat cells will hold on to the fat and they will not let go of the fat. So fasting is a great way to drop your insulin level. Therefore, your fat cells will actually let go of the fat and your body can start using that as an energy source.
0: Basically, if your body doesn't have glucose to use the next uh, most preferred source is your fat. fat. Yeah. Fat stores. Yeah,
1: and it's not protein, so keep that in mind. Um, there are three sources of energy, right? So you have uh, sugar, fat, and protein. And protein is the last thing that the body wants to protein use. Protein
0: slash muscle.
1: Yeah, protein is muscle. Okay, so uh, body will not try to use the muscle as a, a you know that's like digesting itself. So you, you they don't want you know body does not try to do that. Just
0: a practical example. What I always tell people is, if you know someone that's diabetic, or if you are diabetic yourself. Um, Hopefully your doctor will avoid trying to start you on insulin until this is, again, referring to type 2 diabetics. So hopefully they'll um, avoid starting insulin to the last minute. Why? Because generally when you start insulin, your body gains fat, you gain weight. Um, if you think of a child or a young person that's diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, that's essentially an insulin deficiency because your body's not making insulin. And mm-hmm. what's the most com- one of the most common symptoms is significant weight loss. So low insulin equals weight loss because your body is using up fat, right? So of course, in those people that's not healthy, but in someone that is overweight and wants to get rid of their excess fat that's lying around, lowering your overall insulin level is a great idea.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, um, what happens is when insulin drops, there's another hormone that comes into play called ghrelin. You don't need to know this, but just remember that a, a different hormone takes over. And that's, you know, sometimes people call it the hunger hormone, but that that hormone has many other functions besides making you hungry. And one of the functions is that it allows for growth hormones to come out. Would you believe that, you know, fasting allows you to bring out your growth hormones that actually can help you, you know, you build, you know, certain parts of your Like, for example, if there is some muscle building required or growth hormones are also used for repair. So your cell, cell starts repairing and that uh, reminds me, if you think about your cell as a, you know, machine that's just sitting idle when there is no food coming in, at that point the machine looks at itself and says, wait a minute, now that I have some time, there is no food coming in, maybe I can repair myself. And as it's looking around, the growth hormone comes in and says, here, go ahead and repair yourself, you have plenty of time. So the cell starts looking inside and says, oh, you know, this little part is not working properly. Let me fix it. Let me fix this other part and so on. That is possible only when you're not constantly feeding your body with food. That's the only way body cells can actually repair themselves when there is no food coming in.
0: Okay? Yeah, basically think of fasting as a time for your body to rest and look within itself and repair things. Yeah, so yeah. particularly inflammation, which we'll talk about later. But... Uh, intermittent fasting is a wonderful treatment for inflammatory conditions, yeah. which really underlies most of chronic health problems. Yeah. Is inflammation?
1: I think we should do a separate um, uh, podcast on the kind of diseases that we can potentially. Um,
0: That's a fabulous idea. Yeah. Let's chalk that up.
1: Okay. All we'll right. We'll do it. All right. We'll, we'll put that. But not out. today. <laughs> not today. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. Okay. So, um, so now the. The, you know, you're fasting. So what happens is your body starts getting accustomed to eating in a smaller window. And we'll explain the window in just a second. Hold on to the thought for a second and we'll explain to you what, that win- what we mean by the window is. But your body becomes more disciplined saying, okay, this is the time I have to eat. This is the time mm-hmm. I should not eat. And when your body starts or you, when you yourself look at food and say, this is, I'll eat it, but not right now. You start becoming a little bit more disciplined about it. That discipline can carry forth later on, as you look at more fatty food, more processed food, oil-rich foods, and so on and so forth. Whenever you see those kind of things, this fasting habit can carry forth later on in life, and you can use this as a, you know as a you know a training ground, if you will, to to resist foods that are you know maybe tasty but may not be good for you. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing that happens is um, your stomach becomes smaller. Because if you think about it, if you're not giving any food constantly to your stomach, your stomach has a time, uh, has, and the stomach is a muscle. Remember that. So the stomach starts shrinking. And when the stomach starts shrinking, next time when you're eating, you get full faster. Or
0: It's like a balloon. You're not stretching yeah, it as much. Yeah, it's not
1: stretching it as much. Right. So uh, several, several uh, reasons why fasting can help. And one of the main reasons which i don't think we even have in our notes is the fact that um, when you do the body you know the cell repair etc what is the benefit the benefit is that you can actually start to cure diseases you can actually reverse diseases and this is not just you know uh, some bs that that we're giving this is the scientific evidence very very strong scientific evidence for this you can, you know, ask us and we'll give you just comment on our on our podcast and we'll be very happy to share scientific papers with you if you'd like to read them. Please don't go to some blog articles and, and look at it and, and, and make some judgments about it. Um, look at scientific papers, medically relevant peer-reviewed do- journals and, and, you know, you'll see that this is true. Many, many diseases can be cured uh, through fasting and prevented through fasting. So now that we talked about the benefits of fasting, um, do you want to since you are the expert on this one, which is the timing like all these like five six and I don't I don't even know some of those are like fourteen, nine, or 18 eight, sounds sounds like some, yeah. some kind of cryptic numbers. So yeah, it
0: can be kind of overwhelming if you're reading about intermittent fasting Maybe you can and talk about schedules.
1: the fu- first like the most common yeah. ones.
0: Yeah, I mean so We always talk about ourselves, but when I first decided I wanted to try fasting the first schedule I tried was what's called the circadian rhythm or basically day-night fasting. So in the daytime you eat, in the nighttime you sleep and you rest your body. So this is basically 12 and 12, right? There's 24 hours in a day. So you're eating during a 12-hour period and you're sleeping, maybe not 12 hours, but you're fasting and sleeping during the night, the dark hours. Um, so that's, you know, if you think about it, um, for example, if you fast from 8 to 8 and eat from 8 to 8, that's not too different probably from what you're doing right now. So you, um, or from what a lot of people are doing. So you finish your dinner by 8 p.m. and then uh, 12 hours from 8 p.m. is 8 a.m. of course. So you can eat breakfast again at 8 a.m. That seems like not that much probably, but if you think about it, that eliminates your midnight snack, that eliminates your midnight Ice cream, your, um, you know, your potato chips at two a.m. when you're watching that Netflix series. So that in itself can actually be a huge uh, benefit. You're not eating um, mm-hmm. things that your body craves at off hours. Maybe after a little bit of alcohol, you start. To want some fatty carbs, not that I've ever fatty thought carbs? that fatty carbs mm. like French fries or oh, I mean I I've never thought of that before. I'm just saying, like I've read about this, ha. Huh? Anyway, right. so <laughs> so that's something. I'm, it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a and it's it's not most people probably wouldn't feel starving. You know, you're still able to eat again at 8 a.m. It's not like you're delaying your your breakfast or anything. You're really just eliminating those extra calories you might take in. After dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a place to start. Um, I, because I'm someone that is not a big breakfast eater anyway, I, did, I didn't I did feel like that was going to do anything for me. So I actually started with the 1410. So that is um, fasting for 14 hours and eating in a 10-hour quote-unquote window. So remember, the fasting is what we mentioned before. Um, nothing to eat or drink other than water or zero-calorie beverages which we'll We'll talk talk about about in just a bit so again let's use the eight o'clock so you finish eating at 8 p.m and then instead of 8 a.m you don't eat breakfast until 10 a.m so basically delaying your breakfast for two three hours from when you wake up Um, you can have a nice glass of water Um, i like to use the example of our four-year-old who the first thing that he wants when he wakes up in the morning is a huge glass of water and we should all be that yeah, disciplined yeah. in that. It's
1: amazing. Uh,
0: I guess that's just what he, his body tells that him to do him, yeah. and that's the right thing. Or a lot of people, I think in uh, the Far East, like China, Correct. they have a nice big glass yes. so, of hot water mm-hmm. in the morning, which is really yoga. good for you, gets your metabolism going.
1: Yoga suggests that, by the mm-hmm. way. Y- yeah, yeah so yoga. it's
0: been going on for yeah. thousands mm-hmm. of years, yeah. I guess. People back then knew what they were talking about. So we always talk about returning to what your ancestors did. So this is a good example. So I did, I started with this fourteen ten schedule and I did this for maybe four, six months just to get myself used to not eating as soon as I wake up in the morning or eating, which is, I think, a terrible habit, eating in the car, driving to work or in the subway or the metro or whatever. I mean, just... Letting your body rest for even just a couple hours before you start making it work and break down what you're putting in. So that's a great starting point. The fourteen ten. Next one is one that probably, if you Google intermittent fasting, you'll hear the most about is the sixteen eight fast. So that again, this is adding two hours to your fasting window. Um, we'll talk about tips on how to achieve that later, but I'm just telling talking about the different schedules now. So the sixteen eight is really that magic number. Where you start, your body really starts to have more time to repair itself. Sixteen eight, you may not if you're if partially the reason you're doing intermittent fasting is for weight loss. You may not necessarily see weight loss, but a lot of people that have chronic medical issues already, like diabetes, high blood pressure, um, hypothyroidism, headaches, migraines, uh, PCOS, things like that, you'll start to see changes in your chronic medical problems at this magic sixteen eight fast. So again, this means 16 hours of fasting and the 8-hour eating window. So that's where we tell our patients, try to get to that point. Even if you can't move beyond 16-8, if that's too much for you, that's where we want you to be to see your diseases reverse over time. Now, I mentioned weight loss. If you're someone that, you know, by the grace of God, doesn't have any medical issues, but you really want to get that excess weight off or start to get that excess weight off, what I found in myself is the 18-6 window. So this is 18 hours of fasting, which sounds like a lot, but again, we'll mention I'll this give later. Um it's ideas about how um, to do. It's, Once your body gets used to it, it doesn't, it's not a lot, uh, believe it or not. So 18 hours of fasting, six hours of eating. And that's when I found that I started to finally see some of the excess weight around my waist come off, around my upper arms, some of those trouble spots that we women deal with all the time. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's that. And then there's many other, um, I don't want to go into too much detail about all the other schedules that are out there, but you know, there's 20 and four, there's OMAD, which is one meal a day. There's 40 hour fasting, which I think is a good idea every once in a while, just to get your body used to really pushing through. And believe it or not, When you get to the end of a 40-hour fast, it's almost like a high. I've done this a couple times, Mm -hmm. and it's really – it's an interesting experience. So if you and your doctor are okay with it, it's something to try. It really can kick your body into, like, ultra-healing mode, I think. And then, um, you know, then there's some other schedules you might read about. But basically what we want our patients and our listeners to try and aim for is the 16-8, 18-6. I think those are the most um, feasible and the most kind of, like – you can include yeah. them in your daily life. I do
1: want to mention. Remember, we were working with this group that was really keen on getting rid of their um, weight lo- loss very fast. And routinely, we were talking to patients uh, or group members that were doing three, four, five, seven, eight, ten days of mm-hmm. fasting, um, and their weight loss was absolutely dramatic. But the problem with that is two things. One is that, um, you know, you need to do this very slowly. Uh, you need to check with your doctor because medical conditions can really put you in jeopardy with in, with this case. And um, the second part is you need to really watch what you're eating, especially, you know, when you stop, the, uh, when, when, you you, when you break your fast. Okay, so so just keep those things in mind. One other thing I want to mention is Many a times we come across people or patients uh, saying, yeah, I'm, I've been fasting and nothing seems to work. Um, and uh, w- then we ask them questions a little closely and they say, yeah, I just you know, wake up and I have a cu- cup of tea and then after that I don't do anything. So we would ask them what kind of tea? So they would say, oh, well, you know, it has, you know, it's milk and sugar or milk or you know, only sugar or something. That's not fasting. As soon as you take, or in fact, as we mentioned this in the previous podcast, as soon as you even think about food, there is an insulin spike. If you actually eat food that has yeah, sugars don't, in don't,
0: it. I want to break in here. Uh, so you don't have to not think about food okay, at all. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, essentially impossible.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: However, <laughs>
1: yeah, however
0: even the smallest so, amount of okay. milk or sugar will actually yeah, yeah. set you backwards.
1: Correct, correct. Um, and since you, you know, broke up my train of thought, I'm going to break <laughs> your train of thought and say, um, I think, uh, this is enough for part one and perhaps so. uh, you agree? <laughs> let's,
0: let's uh, intermittently break up this <laughs> fasting podcast okay. and then we'll continue with our fasting podcast intermittently <laughs> in just a brief moment. Okay. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life that will help make your life healthier and less stressful?
1: If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening.
0: And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life.